0: For the woman at the well, Grace wins, for the blind man and the beggar, Grace wins, for always and forever, Grace wins, for the lost out on the street, Grace wins, for the worst part of you. This one thing remains this one. And never Somewhere on a mountain top would never think behind bars. You'd be amazed the places that I go to be.
1: morning my apologies we we we've lost our front um, we've lost our front uh, screen so there's no good not gonna be any words this morning we can't get it up um, and so but um, we no. we can we can still do this. they they might show up on the back wall and so you could turn around there's a TV in the back and that one's working except yeah how come it looks like that David okay right. amen Um, let's go ahead and pray we had stuff we were supposed to show videos today and things like that so the enemy doesn't want any of this to happen Heavenly Father, we thank you for a day to be gathered together in the house of the Lord. We thank you that you brought the men home safe. You brought the the youth home safe and filled with the Holy Spirit and 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 fired up. Thank you for an opportunity to gather to worship you this morning. We just pray your blessing would would be here and fall upon us, God and um, Lord. As as there are technical difficulties, we just pray that our hearts would be turned to you and we'd be able to worship you in the Spirit and the truth, God. That we'd still even if the people don't know the words. Um, that we'd be able to worship, because that's what it's really about. Uh, Bless your name in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: clearly, hear your voice, open my heart,
1: okay. Lord, and let it be with yours, Lord, and
0: let it be with yours, be with yours, fill me up so I can be poor.
1: much for your love. Thank you so much for loving us. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You are loved by the Father. And as you greet someone, love them back in the name of Jesus.
2: Journey Church. How's everybody doing? Woo! Well, welcome. Hey, if you're joining us here for the first time, we're so excited to have you and we would love to get connected. One way that you can do that is by filling out the connection cards that you'll find in the backs of the seats and then you can put those in the tithe and offering boxes. It's a great way too. maybe you're looking for a a small group or Bible study that you want to get connected into and that's a good way so that we can do that and put you in the right area that you might need to go um there's no junior high meeting this morning so you guys get to hang out with the big kids um, <laughs> uh, speaking of big kids we just went on our youth conference last night or yesterday and friday night so in just a moment i'm actually hopefully lord willing going to show you guys a video you may have to like tweak your necks back to the other screen Um, Or I could act it out, like there were some kids doing this, and then some kids doing this. (laughs) Um, No, but before we get into that, I do want us to go ahead and receive our tithes and offerings. And so I'm just going to go ahead and pray for it. We know as a church body we want to give into the work that God is doing and get into expanding his kingdom. So let's pray for that now. Father, we thank you so much, God, that you are faithful and you are good and you provide for your children. And God, I pray that as we give into this tithes and offerings, Lord, that your your goodness, the gospel, the good news of what you did for us would be spread to the ends of the earth, not just here on our little mountaintop, but God, that we would be able to tell the world of who you are. God, we are so thankful once again for all the many things that you do to bless us, and we give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alright, so before we start this video, I did want to give you guys just a quick rundown of what the conference was about. It's put on by a group called Stand to Reason, and it's a reality apologetics conference. And the theme this year was chaos to clarity. And I was thinking, you know, we live in a world that is full of chaos. Even in this morning, it's been chaotic trying to get the darn thing to work, right? (laughs) And I'll be honest, this weekend, I, I'm going to give myself some props. I feel like I planned really well. I had spreadsheets. I had like all sorts of things and we had it all down to a T as far as like the food and all that stuff. And I was talking with one of our other leaders, Carrie, Carrie, thank you so much for all your help. Um, (laughs) and, and then a couple of our student leaders like Madeline and we were talking about like, man, what? What is going on? It's like we did everything that we could to make this run smoothly, but all these little wrenches kept getting thrown in. And we were talking about the enemy is working overtime to make this world chaotic, right? We can all agree on that. And if you think about some of the topics that we talked about at this conference was, we talked about racism, we talked about abortion, we talked about homosexuality, we talked about suicide, These are all crazy, chaotic things that the world is yelling, 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 especially to our youth. But yet we need to stand in the gap and we need to realize that there is reality and truth that only can be found in Jesus and that he is the one and true way. And even in the chaos of trying to take 22 people down to Orange County, like a bunch of little ducklings, like, come on, guys. Somebody said one time it's like hurting kittens. I think it was one of the other (laughs) real leaders. (laughs) Even in the chaos of just trying to bring you guys the words this morning, like the enemy is trying to, to stop that. But we as believers, we know who sits on the throne. We know that God reigns and that he is ultimately on that throne. Whether we can read the words to the worship, whether we can get Costco pizza or not, whatever it is (laughs) that stands in our way, we have authority and we have power in Christ Jesus. Amen? And I'm just so excited to see, even in the midst of the chaos that was happening this weekend, that the Lord did speak to some of the students. He spoke to me. And what's so great about this conference is that it gives the kids and myself the ability to stand firm in our faith and to know how to come against the chaos, how to word the things that we need to tell the people about the goodness and the gospel of the Lord. And I was thinking about that too, is like, no matter what, the Bible says that we need to know how to give a hope for the reason that we believe in Jesus Christ. And for all of us believers, I challenge you. You know, they talk about elevator speeches and stuff like that in different work settings and stuff. What is your testimony that can be fit into five minutes or less that you can say, hey, this is why I love Jesus. This is why you should love Jesus. This is how he has impacted my life and then do it in a way that is loving and kind. And that was what was so great about this weekend is that they helped us to come and defend not only just our belief in Jesus, but the truth that we wanna stand firm in in all these different topics and how we can do that in a loving way. So hopefully, oh, nope. Okay, well, if you guys wanna sacrifice five minutes of maybe standing up and looking at the screen or turning around however you can to possibly see the video, Oh, wait, wait for it. Oh, snap, look at that. He's so tech savvy. Okay, now you got to, I was going to say, or you could all just go to Jesse Rogers and like my page. And (laughs) there I am. Hey, look, that's me. Oh, (laughs) there's Okay, well it wait for it. Hey there's Madeline. <laughs> okay, that's okay. It's just this. so Oh I We stayed at a pretty awesome hotel, by the way. It was really cool. Good breakfast. that was going in for the essentials. You'll see Starbucks on the end there.
0: <laughs> Those were all the speakers
2: that were available to go to the breakout sessions that they had. Doing the can-can. It might get loud here in a sec.
3: Backed up with truth and
2: what God
0: has so much power. You
2: can't erase what? Anything? Everything? <laughs> I worry that um,
0: it would be
1: pretty much impossible to erase Jesus from humanity without uh,
0: erasing humanity. Um, no matter what.
2: Thank <laughs> uh, thank you. Well, if you guys would give yourselves a pat on the back, I just, uh, once again, I wasn't able to be here the weekend after the big yard sale, Um, but I personally just wanted to say thank you so much to everybody that came out and helped. Sorry. (laughs) I just so, so appreciate it because these youth, they need to know Jesus, and, um, you know, we're a small church, but you guys really stepped up, and I appreciate the ways that you guys gave and came and helped and gave of your time, and so um, just know that it's making a difference and hopefully we continue to pray that the lives of those students that were there will truly be impacted even if it didn't quite seem like it was some of them we know that God can plant seeds and so we pray that people then would continue to come and water those seeds and that it would be harvested amen all right thank you guys
1: In a minute, David, will be using one of those handheld mics again, so we'll turn off all the effects on that, because we have a guest speaker this morning. And is my Bible over there somewhere? It's been a it's been a chaotic morning, and now we're going to have some clarity. Amen. It, it was it was um, it was a great conference. Um, I got the blessing of going uh, to the men's retreat. On Monday, we got back Thursday night and Friday, uh, early afternoon, we went to the youth retreat. So, we got home last night and went to bed about midnight. So, it's been a fun week. (laughs) It's been a very good week, a lot of uh, um, just great times. And um, I know that the men were encouraged and impacted. Thanks for not praying for the fish (laughs) because they are not safe. Um, They are in my freezer. And every other man's freezer, we, we had a great time in fishing, but the, um, you know, the time I was talking with Brian, I was talking with everyone really, but Brian and I were having a conversation about really, you know, we enjoy the fishing, but we enjoy the ride up and the ride back just as much. We enjoy um, sitting around the table, the, the talks, the depth of relationship that's built, um, the, the connections, the vulnerability that happens when you take a small group um, and do something and get them closer. So... Uh, that needs to be happy. If you're not in a small group, we need to get you in a small group. We need to make some more small groups because we need to be doing life together uh, in community. And that's what was awesome about the trip. It was very good. And then, of course, you heard some great testimonies from from last night um, from, the, from the conference. And, um, you know, there are answers for the questions that your friends and your relatives and people have. There really are. And so we need to to keep pressing in and, and it's pressing in the Lord and, and even figuring out and, and helping uh, getting uh, advice for, for uh, from other people who have already fielded the questions on some crazy questions. We, um, one of the gentlemen there, um, Beckett was his name, um, he was one of the speakers and he spoke about homosexuality. He uh, was raised Catholic and he, um, in high school began to feel same-sex attractions so he hid it but uh, he found another friend who felt the same way so they kinda lived in the closet going and living in the gay life he went to college the exact same thing happened he was dating women at the same time but on the other side he was was uh, having same-sex attractions and living in a homosexual lifestyle Uh, sometime after college he fully went into it ended up in Hollywood um, he showed picture, a lot of pictures with himself with uh, many stars that you would recognize um, in production. He's worked on, on shows that we're familiar with. He was in Hollywood, literally living there and in the industry, red carpet events, Katy Perry, people like that. Um, you know, he spent a lot of years living the gay lifestyle um, right in Hollywood and 12 years ago at a little coffee house Um, he and one of his gay friends were sitting at a, at a coffee house and there were some Christians right next to them studying the Bible. And, uh, so they decided to go, so, Hey, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about? What's the gospel? And, um, I think they kind of did it. They just wanted to kind of find out some things they weren't seeking at all. God was nowhere to be desired in their lifestyle. And they talked for a while. They invited him to church, and he found himself the next Sunday going to a church. And um, he got zapped by the Holy Spirit. He said, just, just, just incredible. Healing, crying. Um, that was 12 years ago this month. So he spoke on how we can um, understand and help other people understand a little bit of, of homosexuality. I know he did some breakouts God is is um, alive and well and wanting to impact people's lives. This morning, as as part of the, the message, we're going to be in Mark chapter four. You can get get your Bible, you can put it there if you want. Um, I, I'm excited this morning uh, to have a few. You know, I got extra family in service today. Um, I've got my brother Patrick and Brenda Mammy. They're visiting all the way from North Carolina. Thank you. And my son and daughter in love, Matthew and Julia from Missouri. It's exciting they're here for a week. Um, We get them all to ourselves. And um, so this morning, we're we're talking about the parable of the sower. And let me just go ahead and and read this parable. And there's a few things that are going to be happening this morning, so I need to get going. Mark chapter 4, verse 1. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time in the word, and whatever happens, we just pray your blessing and anointing is upon it in Jesus' name. Again he began to teach beside the sea, and a very large crowd gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land, and he was teaching them many things in parables. And in his teaching he said to them, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell along the path. The birds came and devoured it. Other seeds fell into good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said, he who has ears, let him hear. Now, Jesus didn't always explain all of his parables, but he did some of them. And in this one, uh, we get to know exactly what the explanation is a little bit further down. Um, starting in verse 14, Jesus then explains, the sower sows the word. And these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown into them. And these are the ones sown on the rocky ground. The ones who, when they hear the word, immediately they receive it with joy, and they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then when tribulation or persecution rises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones sown among the thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke out the word, and it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. This morning, throughout this morning with the different things we're doing, I want to talk about the soil. Some people call this the the parable of the sower. I call it the parable of the soil because the sower in this parable doesn't change. The sower is the same and the seed is the same. It's the word of God. It's not the parable of the sower or the seed. It's the parable of the soil because the only difference in this section is that the soil is different for each of the different examples. And, church, we are the soil. Your heart, you are the soil. Those outside of the, the walls of this church, they're the soil. And the word is sown all the time in many ways into our hearts, into their hearts. They hear it, but what happens? Is their soil ready to receive it? This morning, we're going to talk a little bit about their soil. And our soil. And we're also going to talk a little bit about sowing. Before we do that, or as we do that, Shannon's got a, a word to come up and share. And so she loves to share. She always <laughs> begs me to, to to let her. So, anyways, she's going to come. And uh, do you want to just put this on you, maybe, that we don't have to hold a mic? You have to have it on. There we go. We'll make this easy. That we don't have to hold anything. That somewhere. Okay. Oh, no, no, that's not the right one. <laughs> this is the right one. Okay. Put that one. You want me to see another
3: Sure. Okay. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> um, Good morning. I always ask God to take my nervousness away when I speak in front of people, but He's not very cooperative. <laughs> so um, I'll do this in all my nervousness. <laughs> Um, Pastor Rob had asked me to share a little bit about, um, just a little bit about uh, this uh, journey I've been on with the Lord these last three years. And um, so I, I wrote it down, one, because I really love to write, and two, I just needed to kind of focus in. So I'm going to read this, but I really hope that you can hear the, the heart of God be, behind what I'm, what I'm writing. Um, so as I told you, Rob had Pastor Robert asked me to share a couple weeks ago, and um, about what's been going on in my life and in my heart between me and God. Um, I want to back up a little bit, and I'll share that you know I've been praying for many years um, over some personal struggles. I would probably say 20 plus years, and they've been struggles I've just not been able to overcome within myself. So about three years ago, I was a recipient of an absolute miracle of God. I had no idea what was coming into my life, which would bring such profound change, altering my thinking, my belief system, and my relationship with both God and others. Um, Surprisingly, the miracle took place down in Mexico. As some of you are aware, Pastor Rob takes a trip down to Mexico about once a year, Every year, he asks me um, if I would like to go with him, and every year, to his disappointment, I decline the invite. Truth be told, the reason I decline was sadly due to my own fears and, and insecurities. Three years ago, brought a change. I remember it as if it were yesterday. Rob came home and asked once again if I would join him in going to Mexico. And before I could even think about what I was saying, tumbling out of my mouth came the answer, yes. I could hardly believe what I had said and Rob was equally shocked, <laughs> but the peace that followed was very, it was undeniable and so I was going with Rob to Mexico. I would love to share that all my fears and insecurities subsided, but that was not the case. The feelings just continued. I remember arriving in Mexico that year feeling like a small child clinging to a parent's leg as I stood next to Rob. What was I doing? Why did I say yes? How did I get here? (laughs) That year we had traveled with a small group of us from church and I stuck very close to them. But as the weekend began to unfold, I could feel myself relax and surprisingly begin to enjoy my time. One of the specific reasons for making the trip to Mexico annually is to be a part of a pastor's conference that Pastor Aaron faithfully arranges. I remember on the first day of the conference, we were having a time of intermission. Everyone was chatting and milling around the sanctuary while it felt as if I was standing in the middle of the room observing all that was around me. It was in that moment I suddenly felt as if all the noise around me was put on mute. I was standing in the presence of God and all I could experience was the two of us. We were standing in our own space together. Now I'm a visual and God often gives me pictures to help me understand. He revealed to me my heart and around my heart was a thick concrete wall. I've been aware that I've had a wall around my heart forever. I learned long ago that was how I was going to protect myself. The thing with walls though is even though they can create a sense of safety, they don't allow others into a person's life very well. My whole life, I have kept others at a distance for fear of more hurt and pain. The only thing is, is that I've experienced a profound sense of loneliness my whole life as well. Let's go back to the moment in the sanctuary. I began to picture this wall around my heart slowly coming down, but in the gentlest manner I could ever imagine. As that wall came tumbling down, it was in that instant I felt a force of love penetrate my heart.
2: It wasn't like anything
3: I'd experienced before. In that moment, I felt as if I could receive all the love that was around me coming from those people, beautiful people down in Mexico. They have a gift of loving and serving others that has been unmatched by anything I've ever experienced before. I didn't understand back then all that had occurred in that moment. It has taken me these last three years and it will take me beyond to really walk out all that the Lord did in that moment. I liken it to a child learning how to walk. When we've lived one way or crawled around for a while and have become proficient at it, it can become hard to make the shift, especially when we have found we can get around faster by crawling. But God didn't want me to crawl anymore. He wanted to lift my eyes to higher heights so I could see above the obstacles and avoid them in a more effective way. I am learning and will continue to grow in what I believe it means to walk in the freedom of his love for me. Yes, I'm a sinner, and yes, I needed a savior to die for me and reconcile my sins for me, but he did it because he loves me. I've said this for many years, but now I'm truly walking this truth out in my life. I share all this because I believe wholeheartedly that God desires to do a miracle in all of our lives. It will look different from my experience because we are all so unique, but it will be the profound power of the same God. Looking back, my part was to say yes. He did all the heavy lifting of the miracle, and he has been with me every step of the way, even if I didn't realize it, as I have been learning how to walk out this newfound freedom. The encouragement I want to bring is, what can we be saying yes to God about? I will never have the answer to the question, maybe he could have done something sooner in my life. If I would have allowed him to do the work that so desperately needed healing and tending to, maybe I would have been ready for the miracle. Maybe I wouldn't have been ready for the miracle had it happened sooner. I don't have those answers. I do want to say that if we could be experiencing another level of freedom, understanding our victory, saying yes to the Lord could be a great work that he has yet to accomplish in your life if you'll partner with him. Ask yourself what one area you you could let him into, an area to freely give him and allow him to bring a great depth of who he is into your life. Perhaps an area of your life can be transformed by a personal God who can lift the veil from your eyes and bring a truth that you did not know.
1: great things coming from that woman Shannon posi- positioned herself and her soil was ready and we, we've had a lot of conversations this has been a, a huge thing in our life this last three years especially even before that because there was a lot of healing that was needed and it's caused a lot of issues in our marriage and um, it's, it's it's part of life and when, when God began to do the work, um, it's been amazing. It's also been messy. But God is doing something exciting and incredible inside of our heart. And then that's happening and affecting our family and my life and our relationship and helping me to be open to what God wants to do in my life. Part of the question the conversation that we've had is, is well, why did it take so long? Well, we don't have answers for that. But I know that... Sometimes, part of the reason—at least part of the reason—is that we're not ready. The question is: Is whose responsibility is it for us to be ready? I think we have to work in concert with the Holy Spirit and work in concert with God. I love the line she says that God did all the heavy lifting, but notice that it didn't happen until she said yes. She had to say yes. She had to be ready. the the soil of her heart was being prepared over many years what are we doing to be in a place that we're ready ready to receive the work that God wants to do ready to let the seed of God go into our heart and actually produce a crop instead of allowing the words that get spoken over us the words that we read to just come and bounce off of us and really just get picked up by the enemy The Word is always being preached around us. We're reading it, but we hear it even in coffee shops. Uh, Beckett said that that was the first time he ever saw um, Christians reading the Bible in a coffee shop. And I thought, you know what? That's probably not true. It probably happened other times as well. He just didn't notice it. Because the truth is, god the things of God are happening all around us all the time, but we're not always open to it. Even as Christians, we're not always open to what God is wanting to do in our lives. And all of us has a work. All of us have a work that God wants to do inside of us. All of us have a healing that God wants to begin. Because we are not walking in the fullness and the blessings of God like He'd like us to. And He's there ready. But I think that often we're we're not. Sometimes we're we're not receiving the miracle that we want to receive because He's been talking to us about forgiving somebody. And we won't do it. Sometimes there's blessings and things that He wants us to walk into and we're not hearing it, we're not receiving the word. It can't produce fruit because He's asked us to give something up in our life. And we won't do it. The the question is, is how is your soil? And this is a very personal question that that isn't just a one-time question. It's an ongoing thing. How is my heart? How is my mind? Am I ready to receive the things that God wants to do? Am I ready to receive the miracle? Now, if I said, who wants to have a miracle? All of us would raise our hand. We want to have the miracle, but are we really open to the miracle? Because sometimes the miracle hurts. Sometimes the miracle, in order to happen in life, it, there's pain that goes with it that, that's going to be difficult to walk through. Sometimes I think of, of, of an animal trapped in, into a trap, you know, where you go and try to help it, and they're like, no, I, I don't like this trap. I want a miracle, but don't come and help me. So it bites you. And then you try to help it and in the process sometimes of helping it, you inflict more pain onto the animal. Well, that's truly what happens to us sometimes. We've got ourselves in some jams. We've got ourselves in some places. The Lord, through the Holy Spirit, wants to come. He wants to free us. He wants to free us from this trap. And we're like, I want to be free, but don't touch me. Stay away. Can't you, can't you free me from over there? He says, no, this is going to get, he's going to get up close and personal to bring liberation. He's going to get up close and personal to get you to a place that the healing can start. How, are you, how is your soil? Are you open? Are you ready? I bet you if we asked in this room, how many people have, f- have felt like they've just been walking around the same mountain? You know, in certain areas, like, I'm just going around the same mountain, I'm tired of the view. Perhaps, just perhaps, God wants to bring you to another mountain. He wants to give you something else. I I, I believe that I I am my biggest enemy. I hold myself back from walking in some of the blessing and the fullness, because I'm not listening, I'm not open. What are some of these things in Mark chapter 4? Well, some of the the things that hinder are the cares of this world. So the cares of this world, they grow up alongside his seed. And and there's been times in your life and in my life that that God did something that was really exciting, but the cares of this world began to choke what God wanted to do out. Amen? You recognize that in your own life. Are we going to let the cares of the world lead us and, and distract us, or are we going to say, no, Lord, I want to focus. I want to be open to whatever it is that you have for me. I want my soil to be ready. Hardness of heart. The cares of this world. The enemy wants to come in and speak lies to you. Speak lies to me. God has a miracle for us. And and I think that what we need to do is we need to press into Him Press into him and, and let him begin to do the work in our life and, and, and listen to the still, small voice that says, listen, this is, this is what I want from you. I want you to give me this. I want you to spend some time. I want you to, you know how you spend so much time doing this? I, I want you to cut back on that or, 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 or stop it for a while. Whatever it, might, it is that he might be telling you, and, and, and it's because he's going to say, because I want to spend time with you. Let's trade that one thing in for maybe some time sitting in my presence. I want to do some work. You know, it might come in a, in a moment where somebody's been saying, hey, do you want to go and fill in the blank? Do you want to go to church? Do you want to go to this special meeting? Do you want to go on a missions trip? Do you want to go on this? And you have to say yes. You have to say yes to God to start the process. What is it, Lord? Now, now, I don't want you to think that just by saying yes that all your problems are going to be solved because there's a timing that we don't always know the timing of the Lord. And so the thing is we don't want to miss the timing of the Lord just because we don't know the timing of the Lord. We want to be ready. Though it's a different parable with a much different understanding implication, the parable of the ten virgins being ready for the bridegroom to come, we do have to be ready for the bridegroom to come. And in in that parable it says that there was the five who had their oil in their lamps and their wicks were trimmed and they were ready and, and the other five were like, oh, we need to go get some more oil. Don't miss when the Lord wants to come and do something in your life. Don't miss it. Don't be out having to buy oil. Don't be out trying to fulfill something that you forgot to do or that you just want to do more importantly. Position yourself in a place and let let the Holy Spirit begin to work in your heart. If there's doubt in your heart, talk to the Lord about those doubts. You know, as as I've been a, a Christian a long time, I've I've changed a lot in my philosophy on on life and Christianity, and even some of my theology. and And I used to hear people when they'd be you know angry at God, and I'd be, oh, don't be angry at God. And, and you know, now my philosophy: is, go ahead and be angry at him. He's a big boy. <laughs> you know, you, we're trying to be what, you know sensitive to God. I, I, you know, oh, I don't want to hurt God's feelings. Let's be real with God. Be sensitive to him in the, in the way that I want to be sensitive. I want to hear you. You're mad at God say God, I'm mad. I don't understand what's happening. He can take it. but don't just stop, don't just leave it there. Hang around for the answer because he just might want to answer you. Talk to him. You got doubt, God, I, I doubt. I don't know if I believe, fill in the blank, that He can heal. That you can, that you can do a miracle here. That, that, that my child can come back to you. Whatever it is. I don't, I don't know if I believe that. It's okay. I love the disciples' prayer when they said, increase our faith. We believe. Help us with our unbelief. What? We believe. Help us with our unbelief. Uh, that's my prayer so often. There's a part of me, yes, I believe. But God, help me with my unbelief. Let's be real with Him. Get to that point, because God, I don't want to miss any healing that You have for me. I don't want to miss that when You come in and You want to you take the thing out, out of me that has been my comfort for 50 years, that I'm relying on, I want to rely on You. I want You to do something new. Behold, the Lord is doing a new work. Don't miss it. In the, in the parable of the sower, the word is, is being sowed. And what you know what I, I love about this picture is that every, it seems like just, the sower is just sowing the word. It doesn't say that the sower is going and putting in a, a, a stick or something and going, uh, okay, right there. Just sow the word. You know, some people say that Jesus is the sower, and I believe he is, but I also think it's up to us to be the sower as well. We just sow. Sow the word everywhere. We sow it in love, but we're, we share the gospel. We, we read our Bible. We encourage people. We tell people we want to pray for them. We just sow the word. The gospel is the, the good news of the kingdom of God. Remember, the good news of the kingdom of God, that the kingdom of God is here, that we can be part of a new kingdom that's outside the realm of this world, that's the good news. That everything we know, it's like, yes, I'm still living here, but I'm part of the kingdom of God. When, when I travel abroad, I can't tell you that there has always been something, and this, this isn't going to be real spiritual, there's always been something in the back of my mind that I'm like, thank God I'm an American. And here's why. I know the way our government works, and if something happens to me, they're gonna come and they're gonna help me get out of the country. If I need it, they're gonna help. I've I've always kind of known that. There's there's been an embassy in all the countries I've been in, and I thought, man, if it gets bad, at least I can go home. Okay? So I know it told you not spiritual. Guess what? As Christians we got a nation that's much better than the United States. When it gets really bad, I know I'm still going home. My God, the kingdom that I belong to is good. It's, it's good. And it might get really, really, really bad here. But the kingdom I belong to is good. So we go everywhere and we sow the word, and we're, we encourage people. We pray for people. We, we we live a life so that that the the gospel of the kingdom of God is just coming out of us because we're part of that kingdom. And sometimes the seed falls on ground that's not ready. Well, that's okay. It's not my job to make sure that soil is ready. I, I do have a part in making sure my soil is ready. But I'm gonna I'm gonna let the word go. And sometimes you get into a place where, where at the right time at the right place, this this man Beckett has got an an awesome testimony. He was, his soil was ready, and God did amazing, major miracle in his life. He I mean, was instantaneous. Now here, here's the thing: is, is he? I think still is struggling with same sex attraction, because I, I listened to the testimony. He goes, I am now a celibate. He called he's unmarried and celibate. He didn't say he goes, God took away the, my feelings. I, I, did I miss it? I don't think he said that in his testimony. He didn't say that. I, I wanted to hear that, don't you? I wanted the rest of the testimony. Now I'm married and have four kids. That's not his testimony. But he goes, "I don't. I, I am so in love with my God. I'm just so in love with my God. He had a struggle in his life, and he doesn't even understand it all, he had this thing that he knows he can't act on it because it's unpleasing to God. So he doesn't. He knows that's not what God created him for. He doesn't even have all the answers. Was I born this way or was I not? What's your struggle? Some of you have a struggle and have had it your entire Christian walk and you're afraid to admit it. Because you. I, should, I shouldn't have these feelings anymore. Well, with God, just don't act on them. I mean, men have this thing. Men like women. There's a thing in a lot of men that when they see a woman, they, they have a tendency to lust and desire women. It doesn't go away. Have you ever been to an, a home for really old people? The men are still on the make. <laughs> it is the funniest thing. I'll <laughs> Ninety years old, having conversation. Going, I really like that one, but I think I like that one better. <laughs> yes, women, you need to live with us forever. It doesn't change. There's things in us; they're not all they're not all wonderful. But what do we do? Well, we don't act on them. God wants to do healing, but so so. We prepare our soil and say, God, I want, to do, I want you to do the miracle. And sometimes the miracle is that He's going to give us strength to, to say no. Sometimes the miracle is going to give us a healing so that we don't need the things that we used to think we need. Whatever the miracle is, whatever it is, how is your soil? Are you positioning yourself that God can do the miracle in you? And, and, and it starts, and then it turns into another work, and it's this wonderful progression it's kind of like a journey. It it just really is. Our Christian experience on this, it's a journey. But He wants you to go from glory to glory, not from pain to pain. He wants He wants to see you having victory, but position yourself. Open yourself up. If you don't even know how to do that, get with other people say, you know, pray for my soil. I think I think I'm hard hearted. It's okay to tell people that, because we're gonna have grace. You, you know what? I probably am too. Let's pray for your hard-hearted. You know, I, I know it's one of the things that helps with with you got hard hard dirt. Let's pour some water on it. The Bible says that it's the it's washing with the water of the word. The word can be like that water that comes in and softens you up. Spend spend that time in prayer. Prepare your soil. Say yes when God says, will you do this for me? Say yes. You know, I I know that part of Shannon's testimonies will be and is already, listen, if you don't have to wait for 25 years, don't. (laughs) You know, don't. Start now. Open up. Some of you are in here going, man, I don't even know about this whole, this whole God thing. Open up. See what he might want to do. Yeah, but I don't know what it's going to look like. That's the faith part. It's, it's true, you don't. You, you, you don't know what it's going to look like if you say yes. It, 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 there could be some, some difficulties involved in it. You know, not, not everything is always easy. But everything with God eventually becomes good. We can't even always see it. And sometimes it takes a long time to see the good. But open up. That's the first part. The second part is really, really, really simple. The first part is work on our soil. The second one is let's be sowers everywhere we go. Let's sow the good word. You think about when you're at work what are you sowing? What's coming off of you? Is it is it things that if they get planted in somebody's going to help them grow closer to Jesus, or are 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 the things coming off of you more like weeds? Things that are going to cause other people to have st- tough stuff in their life. Let's become people who sow the word. I don't mean we're we're perfect, but we're working at it. We're we're working. Lord, do something in my life and help me be be someone who sows a good word to other people too. You know, I I, I don't know the story if he still has a relationship with those young people that were reading their Bible in the coffee shop. He ended up at their church, so maybe maybe he does know who they are and which ones, but this Beckett guy, and I just think, maybe it's just sitting around having a cup of coffee with another believer at the coffee shop, talking about the things of God. When somebody comes up to you, you're just, I'm just reading the Bible. He's talking about the things of Jesus. He changed my life. He gave me hope. He can do the same thing for you. It's real simple. Sow the word and prepare our soil. I think God wants to do some work in your life and in my life. And he wants to hear some, I want to hear some testimonies from that in the future. Said, I started opening up to God and God's doing some work. I'm not done yet. You know, it's it's we're all works in progress, amen? All works in progress. Boy, it's such a simple yet profound, profound word. That's what the kids had over the weekend. They, Man, they they threw out a lot of seed over the weekend. It was it was really, really good. You know, we're going to go back next year. You know why? Because not all the kids received the seed. Or maybe next year they'll have a new thing that they need to work with. It's, it's this thing. It's where we go to church. We don't just go to church once in our life and go, I'm good, I did it check that off went to church
0: <laughs>
1: as you can tell at the beginning of the week i don't go i need to eat this week oh i ate on monday i'm good <laughs> you know i i ate too much this last week <laughs> but every day i have to eat every day i have to drink i want to just come to church once in a while make a part of our, our life why and why should because we're, that's where we're in encouragement we're in fellowship we, we get challenged we get we, we, we have these things going on we're in the word let's keep growing and let's let's as we close let's spend a, a moment in prayer and ask God work on my soil when a seed gets planted in my life Lord Jesus, I don't want to care this world to choke it out. God, I don't want the enemy to come and pluck it out before it even begins to take root. When the seed of the word, even this word, is planted and just tossed on my life, spoken around me, God, I pray that it would would land on me and begin to take root and grow up. God, I pray that it would, would find a good, ready soil so that it might produce a crop 30 Sixty, a hundredfold. Bigger than the seed that was planted. More fruitful than just the one seed that was planted. Let it be. Let my life bear that fruit also so that the fruit that comes from my life would be seed in somebody else's life. God, and that I'd be open so that you might start the work in me that everyone in here would be open and that that you would lead them and call them to a place where they say yes to you and you begin to do that miraculous work of healing and, and pruning and pointing in the right direction and filling with the Holy Spirit and healing and providing what only you can. God, there are some deep wounds here today. I pray that you would start a process in healing and helping people be open to even admitting that they have that. that the Holy Spirit would pour the oil of the Holy Spirit, as you will, onto that and and massage that and and soften up our hearts. Let Let us become pliable and open that we might become good ground. God, I would pray this for me and for those who have a similar need. God, I pray that when something comes whether it's a challenge or a test. God, when when maybe we we become angry or we become worried or we become uh, indignant or whatever the emotion that might come because of this challenge, because of this this test, God, I pray that, that we would recognize it and say, God, help me to respond well. Help me to receive that which you want me to receive, God. Let me, let me not just act out of my emotions in this moment, but God, help me to, to respond and receive what you want to do, God. Help us to be people who recognize these things more and more and say, God, this is an opportunity for you to do a work in my life. I want it to happen. God, help us to not run back to the things that comfort us, the behaviors, the patterns, the thinking. Help us to be open. Do a work in all of our lives, in all of our soil. We pray
0: this in Jesus' name. Amen.